Welcome to another edition of The Raven Narratives. I'm Tom Yoder. And I'm Sarah Severson. We're the co-producers of The Raven Narratives, and we're so excited for our next live storytelling events coming up on March 3rd and 4th, when the theme will be trust. The story you're about to hear was told by Becca Brewster at our live storytelling event in October, when the theme was Forces. Becca is a lover of all things wild, from the mucky waters of Long Island Sound and the busy streets of Brooklyn to the Caribbean Ocean and the mountains of Colorado. She spends her days talking about other people's feelings in the woods and enjoying the Durango lifestyle of adventure sports and good music. Until now, her involvement with entertainment includes being an extra in a puberty movie and modeling for Barbie magazine at age eight. Here's Becca's story. So I'm a wilderness uh, field guide for wilderness therapy, and we talk a lot about um, life stories, both like students and for guides. And I realized that my life story has two reoccurring themes. So one is poop, and the other is love. And so, so I've been in love twice in my life, and I'm 27, and I was like, it's pretty good, you know, it's great. The first time was in high school, and the second time um, was when I was 22. I was living down in the Caribbean. I moved there after college. I, I grew up in Connecticut, and everyone I knew went to New York after they graduated college. They got a job, worked nine to five, and hated their life. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to the Caribbean and figure it out with like $300 in my pocket. And it worked out pretty well. Uh, so my best friend and I headed down there. And we stayed, we worked at this eco-friendly campground resort place. And it was on a hill next to the ocean. And it was all connected. It was like these tree houses connected by boardwalks. And everyone who uh, worked there lived there. So it was like this weird commune of like 40 people that we all loved each other. We walked around barefoot. And then there was all these tourists coming in. and. Anyway, so I spent my first year there um, windsurfing and drinking a lot of rum and dancing and just like falling in love with myself. And of course, when you fall in love with yourself, you're susceptible to other people falling in love with you. And, <laughs> which worked out well. So about like six months into my time there, um, I got an email from my mom and she was like, hey, Becca, you know, my college roommate's son is your age, and he's down in the Caribbean living an island next to you, and he happens to be your age, and he's a captain of a boat, and you should meet him. And I was like, okay, cool, Mom. I'll email him. So I Facebooked him, and, you know, nothing really came of it, and I was like, cool, that was just an awkward thing that never really happened. And uh, a couple months later, his aunt and uncle were, um, were coming to stay at the place that I worked at. And so I was like, oh, great, kill two birds with one stone, and let's all have dinner together. So he came over for dinner, and I'll never forget him running up the boardwalk and like out of breath. There was something like, I don't know, like a thousand steps at this place that I worked at. And all of a sudden, my face turned red, probably like what it is right now. And I was like, I'm going to be in love with him. It's going to work out. And quickly, quickly it, it happened. We like, you know, dinner happened. We were smiling, making jokes and making the same jokes and getting along. And we wound up dinging over to St. Thomas, which is the island next to where I was living. 
and dancing all night at this bar that's located in a parking lot and drinking $1 rum drinks, and it was great. And instead of the night ending with like some intimate romance, we played the mouthwash game, which I don't know if any of you know that game, but basically you put mouthwash in your mouth and then whoever pees their pants or laughs and spits it out first loses. And <laughs> so I re so like after playing that and like waking up the next morning and being like, whoa, that was so fun, we're in love. And we were, we, we dated for a while and about four minutes, or four minutes, four months into our relationship, his chef quit the boat that he was working on. It was just him and his chef running week-long charters like all throughout the Caribbean. And so he was like, Becca, do you wanna come work with me? And I was like, well, yeah, okay. I don't know how to sail, I don't know how to cook. Yeah, I will be your chef. <laughs> and so I went home to Connecticut and I spent the summer working at a uh, coffee shop and learning how to cook. I was like, I know how to eat, like I've eaten a lot, I know how to cook, like that, that works out. And I was trying to convince my parents I wasn't crazy. And luckily, they both love to cook. And so they gave me a crash course. They like taught me how not to burn chicken, how to not kill someone when you make fish, and like how to chop an onion properly. And um, so anyway, so I spent my time that summer just like learning how the, the basics of cooking, taking pictures of all the food, and then like fantasizing of the, all the charter guests who are gonna love me and think that I am the best chef ever. And so I head, I head down to St. Thomas to work on the boat and uh, got on the boat and realized very quickly that another thing I did not know how to do was like I didn't know my way around a toolbox. And so it was really useless basically when I first got down there because the boat was hauled out of the water and um, we were fixing up a bunch of the things that were broken. And so I was like, oh, cool, I don't know how to help you and I'm just gonna like twiddle my thumbs and learn how to this galley works, which is a kitchen on a boat, and learn all the appliances. I realized the stove or the oven only gets up to 250, and so I was like, cool, I'll just cook everything longer. Like, that will work. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that doesn't work, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, so the boat, so it's a catamaran. It's a 44-foot catamaran, and that means that there's two hulls. And there's three different cabins where the, the um, charter guests would come and stay in. And then uh, my ex-boyfriend, ex uh, we both had our own privacy. And that was in the hulls. They were called coffins. And basically, you would go out on the hull and climb down like four feet and enter this coffin-like area. And that's where one mat was there and all of my clothes, I put like some pictures and whatever. And then I'd sleep down there. And sometimes we'd like cuddle together like this, you know, and then I'd get up in the middle of the night and go to mine. Anyway, so we didn't really have a lot of privacy. And I figured that out, our first charter. Um, you know, I made it through, I, I uh, the, the guests, the first, question they asked like oh how long have you been cooking for like what's your favorite recipe and and I you know I would redirect and I would just be like oh see that island over there like that's the best snorkeling spot like I know the Caribbean I've been living here for a year I'm going to answer that question and not your question 
So anyway, so we made it through that first charter with like no privacy, a lot of whisper fighting, which looks like like feeding them cocktails and then turning around and whispering and fuck you at each other and then like cocktails and more cocktails and and you know my meals that I would cook were like pretty basic and I'd plate them so they would look better than they actually tasted. Um, anyway, so. That gives a little gist of what the boat life was like. Um, so my friends, they would always be like, ah, oh, Becca, how is this life? Like, you live in the Caribbean with your boyfriend on a boat together, and you've been dating for, like, eight months at this point? Like, whoa, you're moving fast. How is it? And I'd always describe, I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's really great. Sometimes we, like, gold bond each other in private areas, and, and uh, sometimes I, like, eat Nutella and cry by myself and when no one's looking and other than that we're in love and it's so great and it really was it was wonderful I was so blinded to all of that so then this other story that comes to mind every time my friends would ask me I would tell them about this and so after our first charter we the boat was moored which means it's connected to a buoy and it's just like floating out in the water and kind of going like this and the head which is the toilet um, was broken and so we were like cool we got to fix this and I was like I'm capable and like I'm in love I can do this let me prove myself and so it turns out so the head the, the, the toilet area there's a tube that goes from the toilet down through the sink and then into the shower and then into the holding tank so we had to replace that tube so I put my bathing suit on I was like yes I can do this I go into the shower, and as he starts pushing the tube, I start pulling the tube, and I, we quickly realized what, uh, what the problem was. There was holes in the tube, and poop was splashing everywhere on me as I would pull the tube. I'm like locked in in this shower in my bathing suit, and I'm pulling the tube, and there's just like poop, poop everywhere. <laughs> like, what the what am I doing? Okay, I'm in love. We got this. I'm capable. All right. And yeah, I just like had poop all over me and we got the tube out, put the new tube in and I come out of the shower and we just like look at each other and start making out. And, <laughs> and normally that would be pretty gross, but I think it's really beautiful. And uh, <laughs> jumped in the ocean, cleaned ourselves off and we're like, yeah, that was great. And honestly, like, that story really sticks with me, one, because, like, it stuck on me, and that was gross. And two, because, like, it really comes full circle. Now I live in Durango, and I came to wilderness therapy with having no camping experience and no experience working with adolescents. And I was just like, cool, let's do it, bring it on. And I also spend my weeks, almost once a week, I look at people's poop and tell them like, oh, this doesn't look healthy, or like, you should poop more, or like, don't poop this much, or like, this color is weird. And you know, like, those are two very natural forces in life, and I'm, I'm grateful for both of them. <laughs> Thanks, Becca, for telling that story. To hear more stories like this one, subscribe to the Raven Narratives podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, where you can also leave comments and share the stories with your friends. 
To pitch your story for a future Raven Narratives live storytelling event, go to our website at ravennarratives.org and fill out the form on the contact page. You can also see a photo gallery of our storytellers there and find out what the themes will be at upcoming events. The Raven Narratives is a production of KSJD Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado. Find out more at ksjd.org. Support for the Raven Narratives comes from Red Scarf Shots Photography Studio in Durango, Colorado. Find out more at redscarfshots.com.